0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Matic. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Matic. We are here for our Tuesday afternoon, Week 7 Fantasy Football Waiver Wire show. We did just honestly have two really strong weeks on the waiver Wire, not looking like this week is going to be nearly as strong, although I suppose that it probably depends on are you playing in a home league? Are you playing in a 10-team league? Are you playing... With 16 roster spots, 20 roster spots, those things do make a pretty big difference. I had a conversation with uh, with Peter Overzet that you guys can listen to on the TakeCast, where, you know, to be honest, there are there are going to be plenty of leagues where Wondell Robinson is not owned, where Kenneth Walker was not owned last week, where Eno Benjamin was not owned. Uh, as a reminder, the Buffalo Bills, the Los Angeles Rams, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles are all on by so the top two fantasy quarterbacks in football, the top wide receiver in fantasy football, two starting wide receivers for the Bills, uh, this probably the second wide receiver in fantasy football, Justin Jefferson, Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook, Daryl Henderson, Tyler Higbee, Dawson Knox, a lot of guys on by this week. So you are probably going to be starting some guys that you are uncomfortable with. Uh, definitely take that into consideration as we head to the waiver wire. Starting out at quarterback, uh, obviously, if you're missing Jalen Hurts, if you're missing Josh Allen, you might be trying to stitch that spot up. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the number one streamer this week. They have the matchup against Kansas City. He should again be pressed into, like let's say, 35 passing attempts. He had a season-high 40 last week against the Falcons. The Chiefs' passing defense, pretty bad. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, pretty good. Would imagine he'll get like 20 or so fantasy points. Um, He is going to be the consensus top waiver wire streaming guy this week. Your consolation prizes are Matt Ryan, who did throw 58 passing attempts last week. Uh, He plays against the Tennessee Titans. They have allowed um, at least two touchdowns and 300 yards to four straight quarterbacks since week two. Their, Their defense is just not very... Good. Matt Ryan's gonna be your second streamer. Then we have Daniel Jones. Jones uh did not rush at all last week, had six rushes for six yards, does get to go up against a port Jaguars defense. Um, and also I think more importantly, getting Wandale Robinson back should add some you know yards after catch, stuff like that. Also, you know, at any point, we could see Kadarius Toney return to the roster. He's he's probably like uh you know, a a $3 streamer or whatever this week. You're not chasing him too hard. Uh, Mac Jones should get his job back from Bailey Zappi whenever his ankle is good to go. Uh, Bailey Zappi against the Bears this week, also worth one buck if you need to. Uh, And and if Mac Jones has been dropped in any of your deep leagues, you can start thinking about adding him up. Uh, For our Superflex friends, Taylor Heineke is going to get a start, uh, probably two or three starts, while Carson Wentz is out with a finger injury. But, Sam Howell, I would imagine that if the Commanders lose two games in a row, we are going to see Sam Howell. So I feel pretty good about adding Sam Howell for like three bucks or whatever in Superflex leagues, moving to the running backs. Gonna have to eat an L on this one. Latavius Murray is the top running back ad of the week. Uh, Murray was on the field for 47% of the snaps, got 15 carries to Melvin Gordon's four. Mike Boone did lead the running backs and routes run with 13, but Latavius did end up running nine. I mean, Gordon just got benched in this game. All of his carries occurred in the first half. I would imagine that Gordon is going to be cut probably from the Denver Broncos or or just made a healthy scratch. It just seems like a really uncomfortable environment. I, I, I still think that the FFPC bids, you know, putting him up at like $250 or whatever was too much. going to be very hard to start Latavius Murray because the Broncos stink so bad, but he does need to be owned, obviously, in every 12-team league at this point. Same deal for Deion Jackson. Jonathan Taylor got in a couple limited practices last week, and Naheem Hines is expected to return, but he's going to go back to being a really uh, really high-value handcuff because, you know, Naheem Hines is just not a starting running back. He just is not ever going to get 18 carries in a game, and I, I dropped this note on Twitter last week, but Deion Jackson, more receiving yards against the Jaguars than Naheem Hines has ever had in a game, so... Does need to be owned in 12-team leagues, I think, at this point. I'd spend, uh, I mean, he's probably owned in most of your leagues at this point, but I would spend like 5% to 8% on him just as a handcuff. Probably our favorite uh, FFPC running back out of the week is going to be Malcolm Brown. He just took the Cam Akers role, had eight touches to Daryl Henderson's 14, also did get a carry inside of the green zone. The Rams head into their bye week this week, so I would imagine that if Malcolm Brown did get picked up, he's going to be dropped in a lot of leagues. I I would only add him, obviously, on zero RB teams or teams that are really good and and have the bench space to afford. You know, if you have a five and one team uh, or a four and two team, I think you can hold him through the bye week. Obviously, not a big ceiling guy, but. Very similar to Melvin Gordon or Latavius Murray, can grind you out ten points some weeks. I I'm not adding Kenyon Drake. I just want this. I uh, just want this on the record. Uh, I I basically think that he just got lucky uh, because of the J.K. Dobbins in-season knee injury. Dobbins obviously is not. I don't think gonna go back to the IR. I guess I guess he could go back to the IR. But Gus Edwards is going to be added uh, this upcoming week. He has to be activated from the injured reserve because it's been 21 days since he returned to practice. So I would much rather add Gus Edwards. The Falcons guys, Caleb Huntley, Damian Williams, uh, Tyler Alagier and Huntley have two targets the entire season. Damian Williams is going to come back from IR. Corderell Patterson is going to come back from IR as well. Like There could be four guys getting touches in this backfield. Um... So it's just a mess. Although they are running a lot, which I guess is helpful. Also, just a couple other notes here. James Cook's probably been dropped in a lot of shallower leagues. Like 10-team leagues, he's definitely out there. Uh, Shallower 12-team leagues, he's out there. Zach Moss was a healthy scratch against the Chiefs. I would imagine that uh, eventually James Cook, maybe even after the bye week, is going to start playing on passing downs. And then DJ Dallas, another good FFPC main event style ad. Uh, He ran more routes than Kenneth Walker. I would assume he is the primary third down back for the time being. And, uh, you know, the Seahawks are going to be playing less competitive games eventually. I don't know when, but you do have to imagine they are going to revert to being the bad team that they are, and DJ Dallas is going to play more in those scripts. Again, worth mentioning, James Conner and Daryl Williams didn't play on Sunday. The Cardinals play on Thursday. Eno Benjamin was listed as limited on Monday's walkthrough. You would think that's probably a rest thing, but if not, Keontae Ingram, really the only running back left on the roster. And then Josh Kelly suffered a knee injury on Monday night. So we're spending a couple bucks on Sony Michelle after dropping Sony Michelle last week. Uh, moving to the wide receivers. If Wandale Robinson is somehow out there in your league, I'd spend 20, 25%, maybe even more to get him. He had four targets, only 15 snaps, and 11 routes. Wandale is the best pass catcher on the Giants offense. Brian Dable is a great coach. 81% of Daniel Jones' throws have come within nine yards of the line of scrimmage. I would start Wandale over Allen Robinson. I would start Wandale over Darnell Mooney. I would imagine you'd maybe be thinking about starting Wandale over your Falcons guys, uh, Pitts and um, Drake London. You know, like I just I just think he is a fantastic, like, I think he's a top 35 wide receiver for the rest of the season and would be treating him that way on bids. Alec Pierce needs to be owned in all 12-team leagues at this point. And then Tyquan Thornton, uh, I, I just skipped over Pierce because I don't really care because I don't really want to start him. But Tyquan Thornton, I'm actually super interested in adding because he was the third wide receiver for the Patriots after Kendrick Bourne suffered a toe injury. He ran a route on 73% of dropbacks, got five targets, but also, I think more importantly, just for an indication of what his future, future usage would be like, was... He got three carries, including a carry inside the 10-yard line. Now, he probably loses out on some of that stuff when Damian Harris returns, but a, a very similar to a guy we're going to talk about here in a little bit, Greg Dolcich, a rookie returning from injury and then just immediately getting all these touches is basically, to me, an indication that the coaching staff thinks he's really good, thinks he is advanced, thinks he understands the playbook more than the average rookie. Um, I I would... I. It would not surprise me to see Tyquan Thornton score the most fantasy points of Patriots wide receivers for the rest of the season, even including Jacoby Myers. Robbie Anderson got traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, someone obviously needs to run some deep routes on Arizona. Marquise Brown, you know, uh, not, not going to be playing that role anymore. And all of Anderson's routes come on the outside. Uh, obviously, Robbie Anderson has not been good for a long time. But in terms of like picking up a cardinal on the waiver wire, maybe George got dropped in your league after not playing at all the last two weeks. I would prefer Robbie Anderson because Rondale is just going to play that slot role, and Hopkins is going to play in the slot some as well. But Hopkins is not going to run deep routes, right? He's thirty-one, wasn't running any deep routes last year. If if I don't think this will ever happen, but if Kyler and the Cardinals ever become good on offense again, uh, like like for example, Robbie Anderson. Way better than AJ Green. Just gonna just going to produce way more than AJ Green would be my uh, would be my opinion. A couple other deep guys: uh, Marquez Callaway probably going to start again on Thursday. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, maybe even Chris Olave are not uh, going to play. Same same deal for Traequan Smith if those guys are out. Uh, Khalil Shakir. I mean, he just needs to be owned because isn't Isaiah McKenzie, doesn't he just suck? He had negative four expected points against the Chiefs. He almost cost them that game. I I would assume Shakir is going to play more coming out of the bye. Uh, Terrace Marshall, I mean, if you are truly a desperate human being, Terrace Marshall took Robbie Anderson's spot. Um but the Panthers suck. I mean, you're never you're never starting him. I'd rather start a tight end over a Panthers wide receiver at this point. Uh, real quick on tight end, Robert Tunyon, whatever, if he's out there. I mean, he just played a ton of snaps. Randall Cobb got hurt, yada, yada. He's not out there in any competitive league, I don't think. Kate Otten, though... Uh, seven targets after having a five-target game. Cam Brate suffered a pretty scary spine head injury against the Steelers. Definitely not going to play this upcoming week. Would not surprise me to see him out for a month or longer. I would pretty much rank Otten as a top 12 tight end any week where Brate doesn't play. They've not shown any indication that they want to target or use Kyle Rudolph or this co guy who's like kind of like a fullback, H-back style guy. So I, I think I'd spend up to in in the main event I'd spend up to like fifteen percent on Otten. and then boys, Greg Dulcich ran a route on eighty one percent of dropbacks. Eric Tomlinson only ran five routes. I don't think Sobar got in on offense at all. Uh, that I that I can remember. Um, I would basically rank Dulcich as like a top fifteen. Fantasy tight end for the rest of the season, maybe even higher. Honestly, it just it so much of it is going to depend on can Russell Wilson complete any passes. Mike Gesicki uh, got his most targets of the season, highest route participation of the season, uh, highest snaps of the season, all with Durham Smythe out. Uh, Gasicki just kind of does this, uh, and then Jalen Waddle is also injured, so maybe even if Smythe comes back. Uh, Gasicki just kind of plays that wide receiver role that Waddle plays because Gasicki's really just a big wide receiver. Daniel Bellinger, touchdown in three straight weeks, five targets, 18.5% target share, ran a route on 82% of dropbacks against Baltimore, probably worth uh, owning in most um, PPR leagues at this point. Then, if you have forgotten, Darren Waller had a hamstring injury that he had on Monday night. Foster Moreau actually played more snaps than Darren Waller in the game before that, that Moreau was active. Moreau had been injured, didn't end up playing on that Monday night game. He should be back. He's had three weeks off at this point. Um, he seems like a really strong ad. And then for for our true dumpster divers, Juwan Johnson had a 74% route participation uh, with Adam Troutman out last week. All these Saints guys are out. Uh, Troutman, I imagine, is not going to play. So I think Juwan Johnson, pretty good. Um, dumpster dive style play. So that is the waiver wire for this week. Hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. We'll be back later in the week. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.